Over the weekend, certainly, uh, Global News reporting exclusively that RCMP arresting this Ottawa teen, now making a court appearance in the city of Ottawa. So that will be a bail hearing. I don't think it will likely get rectified today or finished today, but certainly the newest on this will be the bail hearing. And uh, this is a kid who now chase, uh, faces uh, several tar- terror charges in connection to allegations of carrying out a terrorist activity against Jewish people. Police aren't saying the nature of the attack, what it is, but uh, at the time of this teen's arrest, there was a chemical, biological, radiological, uh, nuclear, and explosives unit on the scene. And um, last week, in, in case you didn't hear about it, it may have flown under the radar, but there were uh, a number of terror plots thwarted across Europe against Jewish institutions. So is this a matter of a call going out and some radicalized person, you know, seeing their marching orders? Uh, his father did speak to Global News and uh, tells them that he had noticed his son changing, uh, suddenly becoming religious. And I warned him many times, he, me and his mother, uh, stay away from, uh, you know, extremists or something. You know, we never had this in, uh, in the family. I mean, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, this is the second youth to be arrested on terror charges in less than a week. But we've had five teens arrested and charged with terror since June. And a lot of people saying you know, lockdowns, isolation, and certainly social media all playing a hand in this. I want to bring Phil Gursky, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, former CSIS analyst and author of The Threat From Within, recognizing al-Qaeda inspired radicalization and terrorism in the West. You, Phil, are uniquely qualified to talk about this. Am I indeed, Alex? <laughs> Thank you for that. I'd love to talk to you about this topic. I've had a passion for it for the better part of about 25 years. So Yeah, I mean, we, we can laugh because it didn't happen, right? But we shouldn't be laughing at all because it shouldn't be happening, period, in a country like this. But here we are where, you know... Um, uh, jihadist terrorism and that kind of thing went away and then it all became about the far right. But we clearly have a very big problem in this country. And so what do you kind of uh, view this latest chapter is and and how would it have differed, let's say, from your time investigating all the 9-11 terror? Right. Uh, A couple things, Alex. I'm a little bit dismayed why the um, Crown or whatever, the the police haven't announced the nature of the terrorist plot. I understand it's a young offender. I understand you know, quelling the identity. I get that. Why we do that here in Canada? But I don't. You know, I don't. You know. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, I don't. Like nothing we say about uh, the, the the alleged incident and the nature of it would not. Uh, you know, he'd still get his protection. I I don't understand at all why we put up with this. But to your point, go on. So you know, was it jihadi? Was it far right? It certainly sounds jihadi to me. But I don't have the facts in front of me. What also I think if I find puzzling, Alex, is that. People are saying this is new, and I'm sorry, uh, it's not new. So the book that I wrote that you alluded to, The Threat From Within, that was based on somewhere between three and 400 investigations I was part of in the 2000s and 2010s here in Canada. And the signs are the same. You, you, you know, they, they quoted that parent that talked about having noticed some changes in his son's that, um, you know, behavior. We knew that 20 years ago, and we, we talked about it publicly, about what are the signs of radicalization. Mm. So it, it, it bugs me if people say, oh, this is a new phenomenon. It's not new at all. It's been going on for a long, long time, and we've known a lot about it for an awful long time as well. Yeah, and I would suspect that the current leadership, uh, being the Trudeau government, this is not something that they wanted to really uh, talk about. Um, they like to use these attacks against the right, you know, Islamophobia and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that plays a role in it, that it just kind of 
went quiet and out of the headlines. Um, but, you know, even even the father of this teen, you've got Jewish groups asking, you know, the police to look into the father, who, who they say and allege that he himself posts very radicalized uh, things on social media. So would the police be looking, would that all be covered? I would think so. But you raise a really good point about the current government. They, I think they're embarrassed by the fact that jihadism hasn't gone away. And like you said, it's all far right all the time. And let's face it, Alex, there is a far right resurgence, I would sure. say, in Canada. But we're not seeing it right be, now. We looked at those wankers in the 90s and they mm-hmm. were useless. Mm-hmm. They couldn't mm-hmm. organize a piss up in a bar. They've mm-hmm. gotten a little more, you know, I think, capable. But, um, yeah, what's interesting is that when it comes to radicalization, there's this, this myth uh, people use the term self-radicalized. We found out at thesis years ago this never happens in a, in a vacuum. It could be your family. It could be someone you meet online. It could be a religious figure. It could be your friend. It could be whatever. You radicalize in an environment where people start repeating the same messages to you, you have the same conversations, mm-hmm. and you basically all sing from the same song sheet. So I don't know about the dad, but I can, I can guarantee you that this youth did not radicalize himself online. Right. And my concern would be if they're going to give and I, I'm pretty sure I'll put 99 percent of it, uh, you know, on the line that that he will get bail. Maybe not today, but he will get bail. But but if the parents are the surety and they generally can be, if there are questions about, you know, does he have stability at home or is he going to be, you know, kept off of computers and all the rest of it? Would, would that person be the qualified person? So that, that would be my concern if those are the allegations being raised. I would share your concern because obviously I think that, you know, we grant bail under certain conditions. Obviously, there has to be a calculus made. Does this person pose an immediate threat to society? If the answer is yes, then we sure as hell shouldn't really let him go on a peace bond. We see what happened to peace bonds in this country with jihadis historically. And I'm going to put my faith in the system that, you know, that they look at the evidence that the RCMP has amassed and said, is this person... Does this person deserve to be on the street? And if the answer is no, then that person should not be on the street. Being a young offender, yes, does, does uh, I think, um, make things a little more difficult. But we've seen historically that young offenders are yeah. equally as capable of carrying out taxes as, as old offenders like, well, sorry, old people like me, not old offenders yeah. like me. I'm not an offender. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, but, yeah, no, we, we've seen in the past that certainly uh, women and kids very much can become suicide bombers yeah. or, 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 you know, as we see in organized crime where they just let the young kids uh, do the dirty work knowing that, that, you know, they can be the collateral damage as long as the enterprise c- continues. Having said all that, you know, the FBI, um, the head of the FBI warning back in December and didn't mince words that he has never seen as many threats flashing all at the same time, even more so than when 9-11 happened. And so he explains, you know, the United States has to be on high alert right now because we are seeing so many threats right now. And the question becomes, well, why isn't Canada? You know, we've now just thwarted a terror attack. Prime Minister has said nothing about this. Police are not coming out and telling us any kind of details. Um, but why wouldn't we be on the same kind of alert level other than politics and domestic, you know, playing to domestic audiences? Why wouldn't we have the same kind of concerns? What a great question. So the Netherlands has raised their terror level to the second highest. Germany is on alert. Denmark's on alert. Sweden's on alert. United Kingdom's on alert. Even the UK talked about Canada, warning against people traveling yeah. to Canada a couple of weeks ago. You, you make, made a good point, Alex. I think a lot of this is politics. I mean, you know, the threat level in Canada has been at level three on a, on a level of uh, scale of five since time immemorial. I think a lot of that, I mean, normally your threat level is determined by intelligence. It's determined what are we seeing, what are our investigations showing us. That should be the only determination that's used in, in figuring out what the level should be. When, when it enters the political realm, it's inconvenient. 
it sends a message that the government would rather not send. That's what bothers me because well, that's, you're yeah. taking you're taking it out of the hands of the professionals, and you're putting it in the hands of the, of the politicians, and that's never a good good thing to do here in Canada. Well, that's how you lose trust. It's, it's oh, how you absolutely. lose trust. And, and, and frankly, I mean, we are uh, going into it, it. We could be going to an election. The last thing this current government wants on its hands is is talk of, of um, radicalization and or terror threats. They just don't. It's not their belly. They don't. they don't. And they also I mean, like I said, you may raise the point, the narrative over the past five or six years has been it's been all about the far right all the time. And as I said, there's no question the far right is a more dangerous phenomenon today than it was when I worked at CISA. So it has metastasized over the past couple of years. But as I keep reminding people online, the jihadis never went away, Alex. Mm-hmm. They're still carrying out the vast majority of attacks internationally. They're plotting things. And France has been hit by, I had a colleague of mine that works for the French version of the RCMP. France has had 56 yeah. attacks in the last 10 years, and they're all carried out by jihadis. Are we different here in Canada? Maybe slightly so. But if you're telling me that jihadis don't pose a threat to Canada in 2023, I don't know what you're smoking, but I'd like to have some, some of that as well because it seems to be completely unreal. Yeah, me too. Um, just quickly before I let you go, Phil, so what's your concern when you see these yahoos um, protesting in the streets? You see groups like Toronto for Palestine. You know, there are organizers here, um, and then there are just yobs who go along for the ride. But what concerns you about what we're seeing that, you know, no one seems to care to stop? What concerns me, Alex, is what we saw in Germany, where Hamas is out of presence there for many, many years, and now they arrested three Hamas supporters for plotting an attack. What worries me is that there are organizers, some of whom may be linked to terrorist groups. Like you said, the average yeah. job I don't care about. But when we've got organized groups that are capable of carrying an attack that might be behind some of the protesters, then it's time to, to actually have a great deal of concern about the possibility of an attack. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Phil. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to assume we will not talk again. Uh, I, I, I hope I don't talk to you again this year. But if, uh, if I don't, Merry Christmas to you um, and your family. Same to you and yours, Alex. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of things to talk about in 2024. Take care. I, I hope not, but thanks so much. Uh, that is uh, Phil Gursky. I guess if you're looking for a little light reading uh, over the holiday weekends, uh, he's written... The Threat from Within, Recognizing Al-Qaeda, Inspired Radicalization and Terrorism in the West. And uh, might not make a great stocking stuffer, but it certainly would be interesting given the times.